you. Or now. About to witness the awesome, sorry, crushing might of the UGNL Robinson. Show stop <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to a show that seems to sort of kind of never ends. But it will if you don't donate to patreon.com slash the stopper. Uh, I'm your host, UGS Robinson, and you are at the UGS Robinson Showstopper, B-5-6-2-5-4-3-2-1, and uh, we're going to talk about something we've never talked about today. The possibility, the very real possibility of an escape from the lost society. I'll tell you how it could be done, how it might be done, if it will be done. Things connected to UFC fight night. Lewis against Rosado, uh, as well as a few other teams. Things I got sleeping around in my head. Things I got despised from the first Bob Ryan. I'm on my way back to nowhere. I took my time with a good night. I see so clear. I'll take it well, God, God, the truth. I'm taking a real good look at your face. I'm on my way back to nowhere. So here's payback and always nothing. All right. All right. That's that. So listen, um, then let me let me plug in, let me plug in, tune out, tune on. I got the Roma Raider, ah, a, a viewer, a viewer gift. That's right, he gave me the ball, the blue ball. So let's see if I'm gonna, if you guys can hear me. Yep, here it is, blue ball, blue ball. All right, uh, save it, it's coming through the blue ball. As usual, if there is a problem, Tweet it to me at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. I get your that's the only thing that comes in during the show that I can pay attention to. I can't read the the, the, the chat comments because it starts to distract me. And then it's just me talking to like the ten of you who were who are uh, uh who are uh, on the chat. That's a lie. In actual fact, I don't know how to get it to come up when I'm doing the show. That's closer to the truth. Anyway, here we are, V56. Let's do a little housekeeping at first. At the at symbol, Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. I'll do this at the end too, but I know some of you don't make it to the end. I guess you don't really deserve it if you don't make it to the end, but it doesn't matter. Mr. Sleep, number three on Instagram. But if you don't have photos on your post, I don't let you in. Otherwise, because I assume you're a spy. And if you're making it so that I have to like okay you before you okay me, I still suspect you of being a spy. So you show me yours first, I let you in. That's Instagram, ways to get a hold of me, the uh, facebook.com slash oxbow, O-X-B-O-W, right there, written up behind me. It's a good way to find out the band stuff. Uh, or facebook.com slash the stomper. Uh, that's a good way to keep up. Now that June is working the stomper page for me, it is beautiful and informative and useful and updated with some sort of frequency. Anyway, that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is I want to talk about what we just saw. And, uh, you know, if you watch a Care Don't Care preview last week, what am I looking at? I'm pulling up a, a, a page that lists the fights. That's it. If you watch the Care Don't Care preview last week, which I already recorded 
for Tuesday afternoon with uh, Steph. John Nash couldn't show up. I once again had the best pick rate of anybody involved, better than Nash, better than Steph, who had been the winningest, who had been the winningest uh, a bloody elbow picker before before I came along. She had a couple. She had a, a good week in there before, but I've been smashing so long. I, I, I'm going to say that I just did to build the confidence. How does that sound? Does that sound legit? Anyway, I want to talk about the Junior Dos Santos uh, US, uh, UFC Fight Night 146. Uh, Lewis and, and Dos Santos fight right out the box. Right out. Straight out the box. Strong like an ox. Beastie Boys. Why also? That's got to be one of my more famous failed picks. Them, butthole surface, suicidal tendencies, internet not going anywhere. That was another big one of mine. Mm -hmm. Anyway, don't do as I, I do, do as I say. In this instance, we'll get down to the picks in a second. I want you to know that February, for those of you who give a shit, uh, patreon.com slash the stomper, February was the worst month ever, ever for donations. I'm not asking for a lot, a dollar here. How about this? If it ever falls below 50 bucks a month, I'm gonna take my Sundays back. I'm gonna kill the show like P. Diddy. Always shutting down the, we're gonna shut down the studio on that TV show he had, Making the Grade or whatever it was. Oh, I just know of it through the Dave Chappelle skit. Uh, but you know, February in all fairness is a short month, but, um, if I'm making less than Bloody Elbow was paying me, then the writing is on the wall. I know you guys are skinned. I got it. I'm not complaining that you if you don't have the cash. But a dollar? You know, it's like Ray Romano's got this great skit. He says he says it's a true story. A guy sees him across the street, looks like he knows him, runs across and goes, hey, hey, I'll suck your dick for $2. And, and Ray Romano goes, no, man. No, I'm, I'm cool. Thanks. And he goes, $2? Like who doesn't who what who doesn't want their dick sucked but only and it wasn't clear whether he was gonna pay for it or he wanted to that's what he wanted to get paid for it two dollars so I'm gonna say to you fifty cents a dollar if you're listening is it you listen free on YouTube it could be on the uh, Showstopper channel I put it out there for free Patreon.com/slash the stopper is if you want to pay but people one of my you know, the, the formerly 300-pound uh, uh, Romanian guy that I roll with says, hey, Eugene, every time I walk in here, you're complaining about money. I'm trying not to be that guy. I'm trying not to be that guy, so I'm going to stop. I want to get into the show. Dos Santos, listen, when Dos Santos, when he stood there with his face looking like a Picasso painting after fighting Cain Velasquez the last time, we talked about how he was still on the road to getting his belt back. That was textbook era, fucking lost battalionage. Because you could actually see the guys on his team stand up behind him kind of going, oh, man, one of us has got to talk to him, man. We've got to talk to him. we got to talk to him. Really? Could, could you talk to him? That was textbook definition. But at the time, as he started to work his way back up, somebody said, hey, man, is it possible to, to get it, to work your way out of the Lost Battalion? And at the time, I said, anything is possible but probable not everything is probable but what i've come up with watching this is i've watched what, what i'm going to call the emmett smithing of Gia dos santos which paves the way for a possible escape an escape process and route outside of the lost battalion remember the number one qualification for being in the lost battalion is a lack of awareness about where where your place in space is sorry that's a lift from sun Ra, place in space so if you are talking about when you get the championship belt after you just lost look we give you a lot of that stuff well it's a gimme until wednesday you if you fight on saturday you can say in the post fight press conference is saturday night you're a little fucking out of sorts on sunday maybe a little disconnected tweeting maybe monday if you are talking shit on wednesday we can't help you you're on your own we're willing to understand irrational exuberance of the up or down kind 
prior to that date. But if Wednesday comes around and you're still talking stra smack, strange smack, Billy Holiday, strange fruit, strange smack, then we don't, then, then that, like to quote uh, Don Corleone, then that we do not forgive. That we do not forgive. So there could have been some strange smack talk, uh, you know, about there, that, but Judo Santos was prime. Prime. It's not entirely clear to me that he is back, but suddenly the mist is cleared its way for what? An idea. An idea. And so I start to think about Emmett Smith a lot. And what's phenomenal about Emmett Smith? The fuck? What's phenomenal? Hey, there's a guy who, sh a cop showed up at jujitsu today and it comes in and, and his big old cop it comes in and uh, I'm like, shit, not my school. And everybody's like looking at me. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm the highest ranking belt here. I guess I got to do something. So I go over and go, hey, how's it going? Want to take some jujitsu? I mean, this is me being, you know, me being kind of overly positive. He had a clipboard in his hand. Dude didn't come for fucking jujitsu. He goes, nah, can I talk to you for a second? I go, we're talking now. And as he's talking to me, I'm standing next to a, a, one guy who's on our team who made the newspapers for a, a gun-related issue. He's on my right. And another guy on the team who's standing behind me who's had problems with the law is right behind me. And I'm like, is this the way it's going to end up? Is this the way it's going to get end up? Holy mother of mercy, is this the end of poor Rico? It's Edward G. Robinson from Public Enemy Number 1, I think. It's flashing in front of my eyes. I'm standing between the guys who have had the most aggressive dealings with cops at anybody at the Sorrell Academy, and I'm right here, front and center, flanked by them, crossfire, mushroom, easy E saying, what about the Eugene that got shot? Fuck him. You think I give a damn about Eugene? I'm not a sucker. Yeah, well, whatever, bro. He said, well, I want to talk to one of the, the dudes behind me. Now, I was hoping that the dude behind me, when he saw the cop coming in, licked out the back way. So I said, he's asked for his name, and I go, well, I know lots by that name. Which one are you speaking of specifically? And then he gave me the guy's last name, and I turned around very slowly to where the guy had been sitting, hoping he wasn't going to still be sitting there. And he was standing up coming toward me. I was like, hey, bro, you're on your own. I didn't snitch you out. You're on your own. I just turned around, and you were there. Talked to the cop for 20 minutes and then came back in briefly and disappeared. You know, generally speaking, you know, cops got a hard job to do. But the reality of it is, if a cop is in my life on any given day, it's not going to be a good day. You don't see them unless good. You don't see them if good things happen. Maybe unless your bad thing has happened, then you see them. And then they undid the bad thing by catching the bad guy. But anyway, I, I digress. So. Junior, the, the Emmett Smithing of Junior Dos Santos. Remember, the key of Emmett Smith is yes, he was a phenomenal player, and I don't know shit about football, so excuse me. But what the issue is, not only was he an incredible player, but he was an incredible player for a long time. Now, you getting where I'm going with this? He was an incredible player for a long time. So, the miracle of somebody like Emmett Smith is not so much that he was, you know. A miracle uh, a player but the long time part there are people who came in and shown just as brightly but as long you know what kind of alchemy has to kick in to be there that long you got superb at a field full of superb athletes running hither and yon trying to crush you and destroy your future prospects in that game and any given Sunday, you're going beating the odds. It's like winning the lottery. Yes, yes, there's skill, there's talent, but longevity is the key. I remember having that thought, a, a, a road to Damascus moment with weightlifting. And I said, it came to me like, 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 a, like, like a diamond was shot through my forehead. 
And I thought true mastery of the sport. What is this? What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you don't know what kind of effort the guy says. Uh, don't want an obstruction charge due to fake name thing. You don't know what kind of an effort it took to not introduce myself to the guy as Abe Lincoln. How you doing, officer? Abe Lincoln. Anyway, what can I help you with? <laughs> it took it took a lot. It took a lot to avoid. You know, it, it, clearly a visit wasn't about me. I was just trying to be a brown belt. Anyway, anyway. So um, it's like winning the lottery. Winning the lottery. It's like winning the lottery. To be able to stay that long, that relevant. So I came up with this idea on my road to the master's moment. I had to attain mastery of the sport. And mastery of the sport had to do with those of you who are just listening won't be able to see this. But I'm graphing an imaginary graph with my finger. Now it's flatlined. Now it's raising up. And there are some guys who will have amplitudes that are higher. Their, their, their up curve will be much higher. Have them, I can think of several musicians I know whose up curves have been higher. Many more people know Henry Rollins than they know Eugene Robinson. But I would say Rollins hit his high point when he was like 24. Good on him. I would still rather have my musical career than his musical career. It's not a knock against him. It's that ideally what you want is a graph that you have a slow and steady uptick and then you die. These grand amplitude things, that's fine. Mastery of the sport in my mind, therefore, wasn't about winning any bodybuilding contest, wasn't about suddenly being able to bench, you know, 365 for reps. What about, you know, being able to squat, you know, four, 405 for 10, deadlift over 600 pounds. Um, it was less about being able to do that. Like Albert Speer said in the Nazi, in the, well, it was Albert Speer's theory of ruin that buildings should look as good in their decline as they did when they were first built. Mastery of the sport had to do, I'm going to be the best 30-year-old powerlifter, bodybuilder I can be. Uh, 35, best 40-year-old. Same with, with, with uh, uh, jiu-jitsu. That mastery of the sport has to do with uh, um, facing injury straight on. There's a point at which when you're 22, fuck it, I'm going to power through this injury. No, we're all working in concert together. We all have jobs to do. No job is to be disrespected over another job. The Chinese have a saying, don't laugh at the prostitute, laugh at the poor person. I don't know how they feel about poor prostitutes, however. I'm just telling you what I heard. Hainan Island, apparently, is a place off of China, Hainan Island, where there's a lot of prostitution. And it all coheres around department stores, weirdly enough. Like on the escalator, the deals are made on escalators at the department store. Like there's a hand signal, the woman coming down, and you look across, and you make the sign, and she, she gets on and follows you up, you know, you follow her down. Weird. But mastery of the sport is what you want because it require it has a dollop of luck and kismet, but it also has an awareness. Like, you know, people talk about this Captain Marvel movie. When I last time I paid attention to Captain Marvel, he was fighting Thanos and he was a man. And it, sometimes during his fight with Thanos, he got this thing called cosmic consciousness. And he's telling the in-betweener, he's telling the in-betweener, the fuck, I, you know, you give me this cosmic consciousness, I don't feel like it's done anything for me. I don't feel like it's done anything for me at all. He goes, except for the fact that, you know, my, 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 my hair was blonde and now it's gray. And the, the in-between there goes, how did you know that without a mirror? And Captain Marvel at that point realized, oh, shit, cosmic conscience. So, so mastery of your sport has to do, it's a trick of the mind. It has to do to a certain degree with a kind of cosmic consciousness. Working with your body. Fine. The number one thing that gets you. It doesn't get you more wins. That's not the issue. It keeps you in the game, like Emmett Smith. So suddenly the clouds, the mist starts to form, starts to dissipate around the woodpile, and you see something. That without a Cain Velasquez in a, in heavyweight contention, and with a limited, with a limited application, with a limited presence 
of Daniel Cormier in 2019. Junior Dos Santos, by, by dint of longevity, not grand amplitude, on, uh, but latitude. By Emmett smithing it into the future, he could come in possession of that fucking belt again. And it's likely if you think about it. Because even if they match him up with a Daniel Cormier, who, 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 who might beat him before he retires, it's a good matchup, by the way. Even if he gets beat by Cormier, he got beat by the top guy. He's still in the conversation in the top five. His obstinacy, his will, his ability to stay there. In other words, at this point, I am more convinced of Junior Dos Santos' ability to stay there than I am in the rehabability of Velasquez's knee. This is MMA. If you think that somehow Velasquez is going to be, you know, I'm a big Velasquez booster. He's, if you go to my uh, uh, Twitter page, guys in my in my uh, in my profile pick or the, the long pick, whatever the page pick, whatever that's called. But it's MMA, and guys who are fighting with him, if they don't start working on that knee immediately, uh, what does it say? If, uh, if you make an effort to make a cop laugh and you succeed and he's trying to arrest you, will he let you go? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Look, you know, my relationship with cops, it was kind of rough, maybe the first 10 years in California. So from 1980 to 1990, it was kind of rough. But that was essentially from 18 to 28. Once you routinely become older than, than them, they haven't been fucking with me. And I'm really absolutely not afraid of cops. I got cops in my family. I tested for cops. I have friends who are cops. Don't want to be arrested with them. Don't want to be fucked with them. And I've had words with them and had them try to fight me before. So I understand abuses of power. But I also know not a job I could ever, ever, ever do. My vice guy is talking to me about kind of said, arresting child porn folks. Fucking no way, bro. Nobody's coming out of that arrest with me healthy. It's good that I'm not a cop. And it's good that there's some people who could be cops. Like Slick Rick said, I didn't make the laws, but they make sense to my ass. So Junior Dos Santos against Daniel Cormier got some juice in it. He loses. Cormier fights one more fight, two more fights, retires. Guess who's in the mix in top five? He beats Cormier. All of a sudden, he's got a dance card that, well, for he did for me, he's got his belt fucking saved from the Lost Battalion. Catbird seat, Stipe, everybody's back in the game. Even uh, Velasquez would have to come after him, looking up at him. Is it possible? It's fucking possible. Question is, is it probable? There's no reason why it couldn't happen at this point. Like I said, I believe in that more than I believe in Cain Velasquez's ability to rehab his knee, though I don't, it's been amazingly quiet from AKA about his knee, don't know what's happening, don't know if it resolved itself from a visit to, to the doctor and so on. Yeah, I look like shit, bro. I, I did a, sand, a, a salt bath thing yesterday, and you absolutely, a flotation tank and, and salt bath, and you absolutely can't shave for like 48 hours going up to it because that shit will come alive on you. So I, I haven't shaved for a couple of days. And um, and then I had a tough day of jujitsu. My back is hurting. You know what? I'm going to shoulder my burden without complaint, take my own advice. But I just had to, 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 to I actually looked at myself. Oh, my God. Not the guy you want to bring home to mother. Is he a dreamboat? Oh, is he a dud? Yeah, I'm the dud. In mystery date, game from the 60s. So there is absolutely no, and if, you, if, if you're close enough where you can taste it, you want to taste it. Dos Santos is there. No longer a joke. No longer does, does, does his, his rebop seem to be the product of, of delusion. 
He's as close as you can get to being found as anybody's ever been in the fucking Lost Battalion. It's not just talking. Colby Crappington can talk smack from now until the cows come home, but you have to have something on paper, something on paper with the big letter W at the top of it. Otherwise, it's bullshit. Crappington can run around with his little bullhorn and call the cops on anybody he wants to call the cops on. The reality of it is he's not in any kind of conversation. He's in the show biz, not in the grow biz. So, um, <clears throat> so, so that Lewis, again, this is another great fight. It was a great fight. Herb Dean was a ref again. You know, I love Herb Dean. I was hoping he could pull out something that's cha- I've been kind of working on. We didn't do the JJB about it because Marty was, was out, but we took Big Vince, who weighs 333 pounds. And first he put me in it and, and the bulldog choke that we talked about last week. Nothing. So he, so I'm on his right. He has his right knee up. Then we slowed down the uh, we slowed down the uh, uh, Askren Lawler thing and realized that his right knee wasn't up. His his right knee was down. It was his left leg up. So we did the bulldog choke that way. I I arched up and leaned up, and he got me with it. But there's a big difference between 323 pound. Big Vince and, you know, whatever, 145-pound Askren. The escape for it from a smaller guy, you know, uh, I mean, technically Lawler and they're the same weight, so it shouldn't be. I mean, what I'd have to do is do it against the guy who is my weight uh, or, 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 or around it. So Marty G and I will try it, if he, presuming he's back on next week's uh, uh, JJB jiu-jitsu breakdown but it's still out yeah 323 pound guy who leans on the back of my neck and ratchets that arm under the throat yeah he could get and even getting it i didn't get close to getting to getting uh 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 choked out i tapped out but i wasn't close to getting choked out it wasn't a blood choke and it wasn't uh, it was um it was, you know, submission, uh, punishment hold. It was a punishment hold. It hurt. But I had oxygen to my brain, and I could breathe. So what he put on me was a version of a neck crank. I, I, I tapped to it. Lawler didn't tap. He went out. Was I trying to get put out? I was trying to get put out. And that did not happen. Though they, we kept slowing the video down, and now I'm not so sure. I'm not entirely so sure as I was on V55. But that doesn't matter. So let's let let's back up on this very kind of bereft card. Uh um I was like I said I all my picks were right. I'll tell you my wrong pick I picked uh Dos, Do, uh, picked uh Lewis Sentimental Fave over Dos Santos. I was not convinced of Dos Santos transformation and he's been mad misty for a long time. So I take that loss well. It was a good fight. Herb Dean was a ref. I love Herb Dean. I'm not sure whether he blew it or not now last week, but whatever. He did a fine job in this fight. Second round, uh, uh, it was a spinning kick into a liver shot. And Steph sort of believed that it was a rope-a-dope thing. because we never seen that before. I go on a down-market down market fight. We did see that guy who faked a heart attack. And then, and then went. I think he knocked the, his his dude out. In this instance, in this instance, uh, I think that was a solid liver kick. And that, in the time I spent doing MMA, and which included getting knocked out by Chris Sanford, and then choked at the end of the first round, then choked out at the beginning of the second round by Chris Sanford, who was on the first season of The Ultimate Fighter. Um, I have to say that none of it fucking hurt outside of when I fucking was training hard with Kung Lee and he hit me with a liver shot. I don't know if you've ever got it. It felt like being hit by a truck. The the waves through your body revert. You haven't, the closest thing I could think that anybody who's been a fairly active kid will remember is like if you ever fell from any height onto the ground, like flat, 
like, you know, when people do that shit, oh, I got the wind knocked out of me. That, that's what it feels like. What worse, concentrated. So he came flying out of it with some punches, but that was a wonderful fight. And yeah, Lewis took the loss, but he won, again, he won by losing because it was a great fight. And you're happy about the fact that it was a great fight. So you accrue benefits to both of the fucking fighters. He was, he was number three in the ranking and Dos Santos was number eight. They may switch positions, swap positions, but Derek Lewis is a perpetual crowd favorite. We'll be back and they're fighting decent fights again. More so and more regularly than Stipe. Because Stipe, for all of his time at the top, never matched a developer constituency outside of Chicago. I don't think. I like Stipe. Maybe if you're Croatian, you like Stipe just because he's Stipe. But he didn't endear himself to too many people. Derek Lewis is endeared. Don't think he lost just because he lost. He lost, but he won. Junior Dos Santos won, and he won. I picked Lewis. I'm okay. I guess they didn't talk so much about his back that I, that I could hear. So I'm guessing that he's got it, got it taken care of. Uh, 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 Zaleski Dos Santos versus Kurt, Curtis Melender. Uh, I think Steph picked Melender because he was undefeated. And they've been pushing this kid now because he does the crochet thing. He's a crochet guy. And they're like, oh, he's six foot seven. He, he was undefeated. I'm not saying that the guy is not, I don't care. At this point, he's very much a care. But he did get choked out the first round at 235. So, and it was a rear naked choke. You know, that kind of shit can't be happening. But, of course, the caddy fought Dos Santos, Zaleski Dos Santos, is, is, is formidable. Good fight. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I cared. I think she picked Melender, and so she lost. I don't really think I cared about that fight. Why, because he crochets? Nah, not enough. Not enough to break the, the kitchen test. Not enough. Not for this whole fight. Not when it was my wife's birthday weekend and wanted to do something nice. I didn't sit in front of the fight for this. Same with Nico Price versus uh, uh, Tim Means. Oh, I picked Nico Price. Tim Means has been too inconsistent for me, but Nico Price is now a definite care. Uh, I'm going to breeze through this, and maybe we'll have a a question and answer session if you guys can get this shit straight and send it to me. Sorry, DM me on Twitter. Uh, Blagoy, I have to be a Ben Rothwell. Rothwell was my pick because he was a friend of Knuckle Up, was always nice to me. Blagoy, I watched him train a few weeks ago when I was wa- there watching Kane and interviewing Javier Mendez for that article that I did uh, for Ozzy. Just go to Ozzy.com and type in Javier Mendez or, you know, American Kickboxing Academy, a.k.a. That's also supposed to be an Ozzy Confidential, the podcast, that the more corporate podcast that I do for Ozzy. Uh, but they're sitting on it right now, uh, despite, you know, his figuring uh, 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 as uh, yeah, I call Mendez, Bill Belichick of MMA, they're sitting on it. Uh, their instincts are more mainstreamy. And uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit later about what I got coming up on some of the Aussie Confidential. It's 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 uh, it's tough having to work collaboratively, but uh, at the same time, since I don't do anything I don't like or try not to, at the very least, they may kill some of the things I like, but the likelihood that they'll get me to do shit that I don't like is pretty low. So at the very least, you may not see all of the Aussie confidentials that I record. In other words, you may not see all the ones I really like, but the ones you do see will be ones I like. If the, if the ratio is such that they're killing more of my ideas than they're getting through, I guess we can stop doing it. But until then, the cool shit will be going up on the air. Will you see the full measure of it? I guess not. If the Javier Mendez piece doesn't get used by Aussie, they have the written piece but they don't have the audio piece, maybe I'll see if I can run it up on Show Stomper and see if they care. They didn't, well, they, yeah, they paid. Well, I don't, well, yeah, they did pay a little bit for it, so they might be persnickety about that. But I watched Black Goy train, um, at, but I couldn't pick him. I, got, I had to go with the friend of Knuckle Up, and that was Rothwell. It was a unanimous decision. Everybody, including me, it's going to sound like sour grapes, Think that Rothwell got fucking railroaded. Sorry. Sorry, Black Goy. You know, I don't remember who the judges were on this, but um, 
I don't know of anybody who saw it who saw it for Black Boy. I mean, I see it. Uh, I got folks at ShareDog were given round one and two. Uh, uh, to, at, at the very least, it should have been a split decision, unanimous decision. That put a bad taste in my mouth. And it put a bad taste in my mouth for a fight that I particularly didn't give two, two shits about. Well, I really didn't give two shits about. I'm talking about the fight card in its entirety. Hello, wife. Shows up. Okay. So, uh, but Beniel Dariush, I had I had big money on. He was a friend of Ozzy. I did a big piece on him for Ozzy, and I've expected a lot of things. That his his obsession with jujitsu is pretty close to my obsession with uh, jujitsu, and he speaks Aramaic, which I do not speak Aramaic. So there is that. And Drew Dober has just been a punchline for a long time, but he, he, um, he, it was, uh, I'm going to have to say that he was schooled the first round, but that was a slicky snot, slicky, likely a snot, old buddy. You know that old Robert Craig, Robert Crumb thing, cheese and crackers got all muddy, uh, which was a way to say, you know, Jesus Christ, Christ almighty. And then, uh, uh, likely a snot old buddy was one of their uh, these other legends. So, uh, but I was happy to see Darius win. Sorry, uh, Tim Boach. I didn't pick Tim Boach because, because, yeah, yow, yow, yow. Yeah, it's a cat, a deaf cat. Uh, I didn't pick Boach to win, so I. I don't remember if I picked uh, Akhmedov. I, I was not impressed by his performance. Going back, Anthony Rocco Martin, Sergio Moraes didn't care, still don't care. Um, I, somebody's been telling me that I should pay attention to some of these others. I'm a big Marion Renault fan, but I didn't care about this fight. And I thought based on seeing it, I'd have to say that she got robbed. But whatever, another unanimous decision. Who's paying attention? In Wichita, don't know. Butthole Surfer's great song. Last time I was in Wichita, my backside was a scab. Uh, sorry, it's from a brown reason to live. Grant Dawson and Julian Arosa, I uh, didn't care. And uh, you know, some of you saying I should care now. Nah, that's fine. Uh, I need to watch it. Mo Green, I, I had picked Mo Green, mostly because of the name, the Godfather thing. Split decision, it was close call. Ah, uh, but that but DBD, Schnell, Schmoka, didn't care just as well because Schmoka is the only name I know, and I would probably would have picked him, so it was a good thing I didn't care. Morano and Zach Otto, only reason I cared would have been Otto. Otto lost, so I'm glad I didn't say anything. Alex White, Dan Moret, didn't care, still don't care, and we're done. That's the fight. But that's not what we're – we got other stuff to talk about in the last remaining minutes. Very specifically, I want you to pay attention to something that I don't think has been paid attention to, and I'd like to focus a little bit of attention on it. And I'm talking about an Irish sports star. Ah, thought I forgot. What you're about to see is some if I did it, if the shoes fit, PR fucking executive level fucking management. Every move that's being made, every move that's being made is being made with an eye toward, with an eye toward that. Don't think so? Think so. Have you noticed a tone in the timbre of anything uh, uh, McNuggets related has fundamentally changed? And you have you noticed how how the UFSI ha ha plays with him? Or rather, plays him. At first, the Donald Cerrone fight was there, and then he's, there's a little bit of smack, and and but there's still a kid glove thing that the Baldwin is doing with him. Because anybody who's anybody who knows, if you pay somebody off under duress, that's all well and good. But as we've learned with the Donald as a president, as we've learned with the Donald as a president, an NDA doesn't mean shit. You can sign an NDA uh, I've signed one before as a result of uh, 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 um, 
uh, a diver, uh, a legal diversion. Uh, let's see, I'm not supposed to talk about the case, but very specifically as part of the NDA, I'm not supposed to identify the corporation that was involved in paying me this money. For I was sexually harassed. Yes, I know. Hard to believe. And like I've said before, I, the woman that the woman that sexually harassed me, I probably would have had sex with had it not been for you know life circumstance and i mean she was an attractive woman but you know like uh the guy says about yankton in deadwood yankton is muscle and i don't like muscle who wants to be muscled into having sex you know she kind of proposed it and i was like you know i was trying to be a good guy and i was a good guy and i was like ah you know i could i didn't be a needless complication and they had just given me an award, a good employee award, and gave me a bunch of money. 30 days later, ah, we're letting you go. I go, you realize it's going to be a legal challenge. Go do what you got to do. Early days of the internet, didn't count on all those sexy emails she sent me, have being something I would kept, have kept, like Mae West said, keep a diary. Someday it'll keep you. Sign an NDA. They gave me a, a year's salary, one fell swoop. Later, I always said, I don't want that. I want my job back. God, I can't do that. I don't understand that wagon circling thing. Somebody will understand the HR theory could maybe explain it to me. But uh, then they fired her later. Uh, not right away, like six months later, they fired her. That's all right. So I've, I've, abided, by, I've abided by the terms of the NDA. I'm talking about it, but I'm not talking about it in connection with the company. The company also said another condition of the NDA was that I never seek employment with them again, which I couldn't. I just couldn't stop myself, much like the cop and wanting to tell him Abe, I was Abe Lincoln. I applied to a job there and got pretty far through the process. And then I think somebody actually checked the record. It was like, this guy, we can't hire this guy. But I just wanted to do it to stick a thumb in their eye. But NDAs, so what I'm saying is that if somebody says, here's $3 million for your anus or $4 million for your anus, just sign this piece of paper and you sign that piece of paper, that's all well and good unless, unless you run out of the money and you need to go back to the well. Always a possibility. And always a very real possibility. Back to the well. You go back to the well, and what happens? You build a card under uh, unnamed Irish sports star, and all of a sudden, dude's caught up in a Me Too moment. More aggressive than a Me Too moment. Not just grabbing a titty. Anal plundering, uh, you know, par excellence. That's what dude's got. So it's very interesting how how they've handled dude. And you notice he's not in Ireland here, training, working, focusing. He's on a PR charm campaign to convince the bald one that he's turned things around. Pictures that from him at the Super Bowl, pictures from him with the baby. Pictures, I haven't seen too many pictures of him with the baby's mama. Somebody got to him. Somebody got to him and effectively communicated that you are about to cross a Rubicon from which there is no returning. It's one thing to do that shit as a Mike Tyson when you're well outside of the, 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 the best years of your career. It's another thing if you're in pot prime earning territory. And if you don't, if you don't agree with me, where are the TV commercials now? Where are they now? You think those were solely contingent on him being a champion and having a belt, or were they contingent on him just having it, having a high Q rating, and a likability quotient? You think these companies don't hear what we hear? They they are like 
Colombo. What other thing? Because you can't have your million dollar brand hitched to a wagon that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna result in you being fucking like Sorrell says, fucking. So on the one hand, McNuggets is 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 working a charm offensive, trying to convince people inside the fence, inside the C-suite, inside the corner office, hey, that was a momentary blip, that was a rational exuberance, that was cocaine fueled. That was a party weekend that got out of control. She did this. She did that. We've given her $4 million. We've got an NDA. We're back in business. I've moved myself from from the temptations of of life at home and rededicated myself. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Well, that explains one shoe. The other shoe, yet to be seen. Could happen. Might happen. Don't know if it's going to happen. We can't gamble on you. Why don't you fight Cerrone? Yeah, gonna, oh, you know, we're going to fight if it's a co-main. Oh, is that really it? Is that really it? Is that really it? Want to keep the name in the conversation, but don't want the conversation to accrue itself around a very real fight. A very real fight. So, you know, these guys are like, we got him where we want him. But but, what makes this man smile? Why is this man smiling? And I'm looking at the bald one. I can't can't think. um, Are you guys sending me questions now? Let me see. I can't think of a better. I can't think of a better outcome. We got some questions coming. I can't think of a better outcome if my name is bald uh the nico comeback and the lewis haymakers from the brink was something beautiful i haven't seen in a while i'm 20 minutes back and the stomper don't mean to stir up repetition it simply stirred something damn right mr mf had those his initials come back i mean that's the thing what you don't understand like when i watch a movie and if it's a good movie and they're good actors one of the best parts about it is the ability to suspend Suspend belief, suspend disbelief, sorry. More effective if I'm not looking at the guy the whole time thinking, hey, Tom Cruise looks all right. A guy who's 56, he's not doing too badly. I wonder what he's, Tom, did Tom Cruise add much to that role except to get me to pay attention because it's another Tom Cruise Scientology movie? I don't know. But, you know, there's a difference between seeing a movie and feeling like you're in the movie. Non-names who are good actors, probably people who could use a break out there they really make that happen. Similarly with fighting. If it's a fucking good fight, you get these cats who move off and don't care. They move to care. And suddenly it stirs something. The possibility the possibility of future greatness, the possibility of, of alphaness, the possibility of mastery, the possibility of all that Yoda shit happening. This is what sports, sports is a, is, is a response to to our mortality concerns. So yeah, you didn't, we're not, we're not re, re going over we are kind of are, but not, not in a bad way. Cause I just checked, I just checked the messages now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. People are sending me uh, pictures of McNuggets. Uh, here we go. Here's some other question. Uh, would you advise, would you advise, this is good. I'm going to probably answer that in the column, but would you advise to stay away? But this is connected maybe more to this show than the sex column, sex with Eugene. But would you advise to stay away from women at all costs when you reach a certain level of success? You mean like Mike Pence? Um, you know, I think the temptation to see, you know, the whole from the devil in the blue dress thing or what to see women as all knowing, all powerful, all evil, all evil anti beings is, is one that you got to get away from. <laughs> I just it's just an idea that uh, that you got to get away from. And the reality of it is, if you are a person of means, uh, I got interviewed by a guy the other day. He's like, how many? Yeah, I got Mike Pence. How many? 
hey, what do you say? How many billionaires do you know, Eugene? And I said, five. And he goes, like, what do you mean, no, exactly? He goes, well, like, billionaires that if I showed them your picture would go, oh, that's Eugene. Well, five. I know five. Five who could identify me in a photo lineup. Five who know my name, who have thoughts and impressions about Eugene S. Robinson when they think about Eugene. So you want to talk about billionaires. But the reality of it is anybody with that kind of money is has a large amount of exposure, starting with the fact that Mr. Blabbermouth here knows that they're billionaires. You know, there are plenty of people who are billionaires who you don't know they're billionaires. You don't know. The ones that we do know have failed miserably in the sweepstakes of, you know, <laughs> keeping your mouth shut about the good stuff you got going. You know what happens in prison? And this is written of in the fight book, so excuse me if you guys have already read it. What happens in prison is if you know you're getting out, you don't tell anybody. You don't tell anybody. Because if you tell it people, it's like the where the Maurice Sendak's, where the wild things are. We don't, we won't let you go. We love you so. You um, you upset the delicate balance of fair. Cats will try to fight you. They'll try to get you fucked up any way they can. Should you sell your soul to be a billionaire? I don't know about that. They will fight you. They will do anything to get you fucked up. So you have to stay. We love you so. We don't want you. My, there are complicated reasons. Hater Ridge is one of them. But also, upending the delicate, delicate balance that is prison is probably one of the others. Can't tell people shit. I know you want to. The reason why I'm successful in this regard is because I'm such a blabbermouth that people think if Eugene knows anything, he's probably going to say it which leaves me a lot of leeway because there's stuff I know that I don't say at all. So I'm actually a good one to keep in confidence because people think that I'm going to blab everything I know. And if I'm not blabbing, then I don't know. The reality of it is there's a lot of stuff I do know that I don't blab. Don't talk. Like I said, you want to know if Eugene's rich, there'll be a, a simple test to tell if I'm rich. When you see tattoos appearing on my neck or on my hands, you will know that I have become rich. Until that time, it's just a guessing game, and that's the safest place to be. If you're a Jeff Bezos, can't avoid it. People are going to know, and he's not one of the billionaires I know. But this is the thing. It's sausages in plates. If you have a plate with a billion sausages on it, you have a lot to be concerned about, a lot. If you get into a car accident, you're going to lose a sausage. If somebody falls down a flight of stairs that is connected to a building that you own, you have to get up off of a sausage. If you look at somebody wrong, you're going to have to get up off of a sausage. It doesn't have anything to do with women being all-knowing, all-powerful all evil beings. It has to do with the fact that when you've got a billion sausages on your plate, everybody wants a sausage. I find that to be one of the most unattractive features of billionaires, their paranoia about where their sausages go. But there's a reason, I guess, that they're billionaires. But from my point of view, if you have stuff, most people who have stuff, I don't say you have to become a paranoid lunatic, but most people who have stuff are not nearly careful enough with the stuff that they have. If I'm McNuggets, which is presumably why you asked me that question, the way you asked the question seemed to indicate that you believe that there's some flex room in the guilt or innocence of, of McNuggets, which agreed. We haven't, the story has effectively been quashed. Don't, haven't heard much more about it, which to my mind signals, the, and I haven't heard about anybody dying. So to my mind signals, some, if you're not, somebody's not dead and somebody got paid. I mean, it's, it's hard to think about this from the point of view of a man, right, As being a man. I mean, like, a man project. And so if a woman says that she was anally raped by an unnamed Irish sports star, as a man, what you think is there's no amount of money 
that would get me to be okay with that. As a man who's a father, you would say, there's no amount of money that's going to make me think that that was that my daughter's anus was an okay trade and that 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 man's life doesn't belong to me that I need to take it. Because I'm projecting. I'm proje as a heterosexual male, I am projecting the amount of chagrin that I would have if somebody forcibly placed his penis in my anus. I'd be pretty upset. I'm not saying that 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 that, that women uh, would be any any less upset about this, but I am saying that there is a slight difference. If I had been at gunpoint forced to engage in the act of heterosexual sex that I didn't want, which I have, not at gunpoint, but you know, can't claim that everybody I've had sex with I wanted to have sex with, but you know. I mean, I guess the thing is, I'm projecting in a way that it doesn't is not helpful to understanding the situation. Right? I mean, this is a killable offense in my mind. If you were to ask the woman who got the check for four million, if she would also like the unnamed Irish sports star killed, she might demur. Say, no, no, he doesn't need to be killed. And a lot of ways for her moving ahead would be harder than the $4 million could ever make up for. Because presuming she's a heterosexual woman, to engage in heterosexual sex from that point on would be colored by maybe thoughts and impressions of a not quite so positive heterosexual sexual experience. In fact, it could be said that if Connor if McNuggets or an unnamed Irish sports star were to anally rape me, it might be easier for me to get over it since I'm not a heterosexual male and not expressing myself sexually that way with any great frequency. So therefore I could take the four mil and never have to encounter that kind of action again in my life, depending on where I stayed and didn't stay. So back to the original question about whether or not, you know, being alone with women is something that you should rule out a la Mike Pence. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. And that's coming and that's coming to you from somebody who has had impulse control issues in the past. I mean, the reality of it is, you know, like they say, there's some things you can't talk your way out of dumped. You know, I mean, you can't talk your way into fucking if you that's just not something that's in, you know, I mean, sometimes you fucking it was just like, ah, fuck, I got I'd see go home and Get that, you know, I, I can't, I, what the hell? What the hell? You know, you want to avoid the what the hell type of sex. And that's the kind of shit that costs you money. If you don't think, look, there are two cases recently that I want you to think about before we sign off. There's a guy, Chris Watts, who killed his wife, and then his two kids. And then there's a guy who, who kidnapped Jamie Cla uh, Close. Both of these guys, Monday morning quarterbacking, have said remarkably similar things. Chris Watts goes, I got pictures of my kids on the wall of my jail cell. I think about them every day before I go to sleep and when I wake up, I miss them. Yeah, I didn't really think this thing through. I wish I had never done it. That's not the guy I want who kills me. The guy I want who kills me is a guy who says, you know what? If I could dig him up again, like, like Klaus Barbie said, what is there for me to regret? Had I been born a thousand times, I would be as I've been a, a ranking officer in the best military in the world. In other words, fuck you. Person who kills me, I would dig him up again and shoot him again and dig him up and shoot him and dig him up. I want that person to be completely unrepentant. I don't want to be a victim of an accident. I don't want that person to say next day, ah, like, like Mark David Chapman said about uh, John Lennon, ah, he's a really nice guy. I wish I didn't kill him the fuck you ate a bad pizza and now i gotta fucking die for it fuck you mcnuggets is in the same position i wish i didn't do that i wish i didn't do that wish i didn't do that money protects you but money is also like a light in a dark room 
protects you, but it makes you easy to find. It warms you, but it makes you easy to find. All of that luxury makes you easy to find. So it's really interesting because it's not entirely clear to me that the Irish sports star is out of the woods, woods or wood piles on this one. And everything that the bald one said, no, oh, he doesn't want to fight, don't make a fight because I'm not putting money behind you. This shit could re-blow up anytime. You got to lay low, bro. Lay low. Good luck to you. Practice your wrestling. Like, well, if I want to be on, a, on the main, I guess I got to fight Khabib again. Khabib will tell you just like uh, Tito Ortiz told Cam Chiara, I'll fight you once a week if you want. If you want. So that's the end of the show. Unless you got some more questions, we're done. I, I, like I said, I think I think it's remarkable. If you want, if you want to find out where exactly in the Lost Battalion Junior Dos Santos is at any given point in time, at this point in time, if you want to know where he is, you look at Kane Velasquez. If Kane is still in the game, then he's still in the law. Then Dos Santos is still in the Lost Battalion. If Kane is done with the game, he's Emmett Smith his way out and is on his way. To be the first person out of the lost battalion. The, the glorious thing about this, the glorious thing about this is it's not transferable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Here's just a guy just sent a picture of uh, Johnny Boney Joni with a bunch of uh, coke on uh, appears to be on the back of a prostitute with a credit card. Uh, you know, I don't know how much time you spent around cocaine, but. I think dude's all right now. I think he's all right for a bit because he had some time in the wilderness. And that time in the wilderness will scare the fuck out of you if you're not used to it. Nobody cares. Nobody calls. Nobody pays. Nobody asks. So, you know, McNuggets, time will cure. Oh, you're going to fight Khabib? Uh, Khabib will fight you once a week if it makes a difference. But the reality of it is he's got limited numbers on fights in his contract. Doesn't appear to be there for a long run. Proven everything he needs to prove by beating you. I'd like to see him fight Ferguson before he goes back to Chechnya to be, you know, theater commentary because he doesn't like to see women in bustiers. That shit is so fucking whack, man. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to go to Bloody Elbow to look at it. That shit is so whack. While I often bemoan the pornification of American culture, I, I'm not calling plays immoral because a woman's wearing a bustier in it. I don't like this demonization of the, of the female form. I don't think the female form exists for me to comment on it on any level. Not my fuck. Oh, she's so fat. You know what? It's not my fucking business. People do what they want. Leave them the fuck alone. You ever go through those periods of extreme self-consciousness where you're trying to cross the street in front of a line of cars that's waiting? You suddenly feel like, I can't walk right. Everybody's looking at me. You know what? Nobody's watching you, Rockwell. Nobody's watching. Nobody gives a shit. You don't stand, I don't, I don't deserve comment. Nothing special about me enough to deserve comment of any kind. What makes you think that your commentary is welcome? Not, none at all. So fuck that. Anyway, that's the show. This is V56. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Remember all that shit I said in the beginning about patreon.com slash the stomper. There are plenty of people out there. I said, if I don't get 100 requests, to continue the Oxbow newsletter of old. Because this shit was taking up my whole Sunday. It got to be like eight pages long. It was a real deal. People dug it. A lot of people are reading it. I'm going to stop it. I got 98. I fucking stopped it. I'm not playing. You know, I did not set myself a fire like I was going to do when we got to zero on Knuckle Up. That I didn't do. I got kids. Can't be set myself on fire. I was going to set myself on fire anyway, but not to the death. But then I go, you know, pranks like that frequently get out of control. And I don't want to be that guy walking around. Cautionary tale for the world at large. Yeah, he has a fucking video podcast. <laughs> he set himself on fire. <laughs> and he thought he would just be able to put it out. But <laughs> the fumes lit. That's why he looks like look the elephant, man. Look at him. I don't want to be that guy. But all I'm asking, I'm not asking for a hand. I'm asking for a handout, 50 cents a dollar. 
patreon.com slash the stomper. Do it, live it, love it. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. I'm Eugene S. Robinson. I'll see you on Tuesday with If I Did, If the Shoes, the shoes Fit. And then uh, Steph will run. Uh, care, don't care, same Tuesday. And otherwise, if you're on Himalaya, Ozzy Confidential will be up tonight or tomorrow with Pericles Mosdramos, international drug dealer. His drug of choice started out to be steroids, branched out into pain pills, ecstasy. Did he work with Sammy Bull Gravano? No, but the story is cool anyway. So listen to it. Himalaya, it's an app you can get. It has it. Or you can wait till Monday. Tuesday or Wednesday, it usually comes up on YouTube. The link's out. I'll tweet them out. You'll get it. You'll listen to it. You'll love it. You'll thank me for it later. Anyway, V56, I'm your Eugene Robinson. Look what you made me do!